Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. This is Sean here, your host. Um, I am interviewing today Van Pham. She is a friend of mine from here in the Seattle area. She is a chiropractor. And I met her just through networking groups, like local networking groups here in the Pacific Northwest. And it's been really awesome to just get to know her. Um, We have a really fun conversation for you today. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. We're going to be talking about fostering community, you know, diversity in healthcare and being a woman of color in healthcare. We're also going to touch a little bit on like self-care and, you know, doing a little bit of a deep dive into what chiropractic care looks like. So lots of different topics that we're covering today, but I'm really excited to bring her on and I hope you guys enjoy this interview. So let's get right into it. Hi friends, my name is Sean Arsenault, but you can call me Shawnee. I'm a board certified nurse coach and holistic healer, and I want to help you transform your life in a way that feels in total alignment with your heart and who you truly are. Each week, I'll be sharing with you my tips on how to become more empowered in your own wellness journey and create a vibrant, fulfilling life that reflects your values and your truth. You'll hear insightful interviews on different life and wellness topics and stories from myself and other beautiful souls who share my mission of spreading love and light in this sometimes dark world. My hope for this podcast is that you will walk away feeling inspired and more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to get curious and lean into your intuition as we all learn and grow together. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. All right, my friend, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today, Van. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on here, Sean. Well, I am really excited about the topics that we're going to be talking about today. Um, But before we do that, before we like dive into all the juicy stuff, can you give my listeners just a short description of who you are, what you do, the people that you help, you know, just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, my name is Van and I am a chiropractor and I love to help women and pregnant moms through through chronic health issues, through nervous system-based care. So I really enjoy just empowering my patients to feel and function better so that they can thrive and do more of the things that they want to in life without feeling like they're hindered. Oh, yes. I love too the the population of people that you help, you know, women and pregnant moms. This is the, this is something that I think is much needed. <laughs> you know, pregnant moms don't have enough support and and I'm I'm so glad that you that, you know that's one of the groups of people that you help. Um can you tell me a little bit about what inspired you to get into this work and to become a, a chiropractor? Yeah, I think like most of us, I had a personal experience with chiropractic and you know, I was finishing my undergraduate degree and I was trying to figure out how I wanted to best fit, you know, my knowledge of health and helping others, because I knew at a young age that that's something that I really wanted to integrate um, as a part of my career. So going through um, undergrad, I was taking health classes and knew that I 
thrived in that uh, environment. And then it wasn't until I personally had an experience with chiropractic where, um, you know, I was lacking sleep and I had a lot of pain and just felt like it was hindering me from doing the things that I wanted to do. And at the time, I knew that, you know, chiropractors were probably good for neck pain and back pain. Um, So that's initially what got me in the door. And as I saw what chiropractic actually was, it really opened my eyes to a paradigm of health that I wanted to instill in the world. So just seeing that I was able to sleep better, I was able to do more of the things that I wanted and I had more energy. I felt like I just wanted to show that to others and um, basically allow myself to help others achieve the same thing that I got to experience through chiropractic. So that's Uh how I got into chiropractic. And I just found that as a woman, we have many different stressors. And so I felt Uh more connected to helping women um, just be their best and empowering them. Because I think that that's such a big part of health aside from just the structural or functional part of it. Yeah. I I love hearing people's stories of how they get into the work because it always ties into like a personal experience that you've had in the past. Right. Um, And how awesome that you were able to experience, um, you know, your own healing journey through chiropractic and, and now you're able to do that for other women. And that must be, you know, I, I can just imagine that that feels super fulfilling for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love the work that I do and it's just, really fulfilling to see um, that I can help others um, achieve the same things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what is chiropractic care? Like uh, so many people like have heard the word before and, and are not sure whether or not they need it. So can you like for, for any women or pregnant moms out there who are needing that kind of care, what would indicate to them that they need to go see a chiropractic? That's a really good question. I would say that chiropractic can help many uh, people in different ailments. So that's kind of the the thing that usually people think of first, kind of like chronic pain or sure. um, having issues or an injury, like a big car accident um, would warrant, you know, chiropractic care. That's kind of what the public thinks of chiropractic in terms of how it can help. But I'd say that chiropractic can basically just help um, better function um, in in the body helps the nervous system be at 100% so that you can do more of the things that you want to do. So our nervous system controls every part of our body. So from yeah. you thinking about lifting your hand or if and things that you don't think about, so regulating your temperature or um, just getting enough sleep. So Basically, I think anybody can really benefit from chiropractic care. It just depends on what you're looking to achieve and how you want to get there. Um, So pregnant moms, I find that big changes are happening on a weekly basis as basically growing life um, inside of you. So your body has to basically um, catch up with that change. So you're fine. You're the muscles that attach to those bones have to work harder to basically build this life. Um, so I find that most, uh, pregnant moms can benefit, um, from chiropractic care because 
we're making sure that everything is functioning best in the mother so that baby gets all the nutrients that it needs to grow inside. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear like a story, like a favorite story that you have with a client where you felt you really helped them or you really transformed something in their life. Yeah, I would say ooh, there's so many, so many good stories. <laughs> <laughs> so the first story that, that comes to mind is um, I had a pregnant mom who recently uh, gave birth and she had been coming to see me um, kind of since the beginning of her pregnancy. And even before her pregnancy, actually, she um, was dealing with, you know, some pain and um, low back pain and some headaches and things like that. So that's what initially got her in the door. And it was really inspiring because I remember at that first visit, she shared with me, um, I want to get pregnant at some point. You know, I have PCOS and I'm not sure if it's possible, but I've lost all this weight and I'm looking to start a family. Yeah. And after a month of care, she she told me that she was pregnant. So it oh, was wow. <laughs> so exciting to be at the beginning of that journey and then during the journey and then after um, that that part of her life. So yeah. she just expressed how much it it helped her feel better, but also as she was growing um, her child, it she just felt like there was not as much pain and she could walk and do all the things that she wanted um, that she couldn't even do before she had the baby or was pregnant. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. And I'm like <laughs> seeing your face light up as you're talking about it too. Like that's probably just such an amazing story to be able to tell that you were able to kind of help her through that and, and um, help her function in a way that makes her be a really present mom for her kid now, you know? Um Wow. So beautiful. Um, one of the things that I was super curious about because I, you know, and I don't know, you know, who's listening to this or, or who out of my listeners actually like follow you and Emerald City Spinal, Emerald City Spinal Care on Facebook, but you guys have this awesome thing that you do <laughs> every week where you, well, I'll just let you tell, tell people about it. Like th there's this like sense of community building that you guys have created every week that you do on Facebook. And can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So at Emerald City Spinal Care, we are huge on community. And um, like you mentioned, every week on Fridays, we open a $100 tab at a different business, a yeah. local business, just to support that business and spread awareness to the community that they exist. Yeah. So um, this is something that my mentor has been doing since March of 2020. And we've been keeping it up every single week nice. since then. <laughs> <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, I always see you guys' videos saying that you you leave $100 at a business and whoever gets there first can say, you know, hey, put this on Dr. Van's tab or Dr. Christine's tab. And it's just the coolest thing ever I've seen. Um and so what ins what inspired her to do that? What inspired you guys to continue um to continue that that ritual every week? Yeah, it it started with my mentor, Dr. Christine, doing it in March of 2020, just because we were in lockdown. And she thought, you know, yeah. this is going to be two weeks. Um, a lot of us were worried about what was going on at the time because a lot of it is was unknown. So she was like, I'll just leave uh, a tab for the next two or three weeks so that I can support 
um, a local business as we're going through this very scary unknown time. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that date just get being pushed back and back. So we just continue to support uh, local businesses in the area so that we can, again, continue to create awareness um, for those who were at home and just wanted to support in some way, but couldn't do so. Yeah. Um, so we just continued to, to keep up with it because we found that we've met really cool people and a lot of a lot of people really appreciate um, just the sense of community that we can create through this small but also big act. Um, yeah. So I started doing it about a year ago with her and I've kind of uh, taken on that project and continue yeah. to do so. Oh, that's so, so awesome too. And I, and I love too that it's in the Seattle area and in the Seattle area, it's mostly, you know, local restaurants, local businesses. And, um, you know, there's so much diversity in that city too. And so just bringing awareness to all of these different business owners who, you know, really contribute to like the cultural diversity of the city, I think is so, so awesome. What has been your experience with being a part of that that diversity inside of the Seattle area? Because I know you you guys are based in Seattle, right? Correct. Yeah. So we're in Seattle. Um, it's been a really eye-opening experience to just learn about all these businesses and what the mission is behind um, each one. And just yeah. learning about owners, I feel like there's always a story to to be heard. And yeah, it's it's really inspiring to hear about, you know, whether it's a new business or a very long time business, um, there's a great mission and everyone wants to just connect and show what, what they have to offer. So if yeah. we could be in some sort of way, part of that and allow people to try new things or just see that this business is on the map, then we're, yeah. we're really happy with the mission that we are um, supporting. Mm, awesome. Yeah. I mean, just kind of speaking on like the diversity piece too, you know, we are, we're both women of color in healthcare, right? And so um, that's kind of like one of the topics that I wanted to bring up today too with you and have this conversation of like, what has been your experience being a woman of color as a healthcare professional? And like, is there any particular experience that, that has kind of stood out to you in your journey whenever you're, you know, healing other people? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. I think as I've been in practice and practicing in the Seattle area, I've found it's very empowering to be a, a woman of color who is helping others heal. Um, I just think about how many inquiries we get from different potential patients about how they're looking for a woman and a woman of color to help them through wow. this healing journey. and. I get really happy about that, but also a little bit sad because I just remember going through chiropractic school and um, being in a more highly dominant male profession. It was kind of difficult to uh, separate kind of my my work and how I could potentially um, help others because it's such a male dominant world. Right. Um, so I get sad thinking about how I was really tough on myself back in, in those times. And now that I'm here and people are seeking that, it feels like I, I, I'm just happy to be my authentic self and allowing others the space to, to be heard and to be seen so that they can heal better. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm really glad that you mentioned that being your authentic self. Like what, as a woman of color, what does that mean for you to be able to be your authentic self as you're healing others? Mm. I think it's making sure that I am taking care of myself and being true and aligned with accepting who I am so that I can attract those uh, patients and those people that I can help and create that same space um, for myself and for, for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I I can kind of relate to, to like that feeling of being a little bit, you know, hard on myself and a little bit of an outsider just because I grew up in the South. Right. So I grew up around a predominantly white community and um, it was just really, interesting moving here to Seattle where there's so much more diversity and and seeing that people actually crave that people actually crave diversity in in everything that they they consume you know in healthcare in um, different businesses that they support like people are really craving that kind of diversity and so it's nice to be like in a community where that's really celebrated because that hasn't always been the case in in my you know in my past and so um you know, do you think that as, as a healthcare professional, do you see a difference in, um, like, well, do you have like a diverse population that comes and sees you? Yeah, we do. Um, in the office, we're in Capitol Hill area. So we see quite a bit of oh, yeah. um, a diverse population. Got it. Got it. You talked a little bit about taking care of yourself. What does that look like? Like what does healing look like for a healthcare professional in, in your world? Yeah, I think that, you know, as I started practice, I realized how important self-care looks like and healing yourself before giving the space to others to do the same. I found that it was even more important to make time and make space for that. Um, so for me personally, um, I really have to focus on mindfulness and not being over uh, stimulating. Um, yeah, because I find that having just peace and quiet time to yourself really allows for you to to see a lot of the things that um, you want to heal and you want to um, process or move forward. So for me, that looks like meditation and uh, journaling and just making sure that. I get my uh, exercise or movement in so that there's not any of that stuck energy in, in my own self so that I can basically be there for, for others. Um, so those are kind of the main things that I mainly focus, focus on in terms of just making sure that I have quiet time so that my nervous system is also in check and um, at, at peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you, you guys have a really active job, right? Like you're always mm -hmm. kind of moving around and, and um, you're being very active and physical with the patients that you that you help, right? Yeah, yeah. So definitely have to make sure that everything is where it's supposed to be and have to be physically fit to um, do my job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there is something that really stood out to me about like, the particular self-care methods that you just talked about. And so, mm -hmm. you know, whenever people talk about self-care, it, it can be like really vague, right? Like people mm -hmm. don't always know exactly what they need to do for self-care and it can look really different for everyone. So how did you 
kind of figure out like what your system was and and what things actually worked for you? Yeah, I think that self-care, like you had just mentioned, is very different for everybody. It's very tailored to an individual and how it can benefit you. So for me, it was just kind of trial and error, I feel like, um, in terms of just trying to figure out what makes me feel my best and most present. Mm -hmm. So just allowing, yeah, that curiosity to, to take into place. So trying different things and seeing how you feel, what's your response to to that? Um, And kind of just playing it by ear. I think that's a big aspect of self-care and seeking how, what specific thing can help you feel there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I even, I even too think that self-care can include like, you know, connecting with your community, like that can be a form of self-care. And, and one of the things that I love about you is that that's something that you, um, you know, actively partake in all the time. I and mean, we just talked earlier about how you guys do that ritual every week of, of, you know, bringing awareness to small businesses. And so how do you feel like connecting with your community has helped you in your own health? And like, if, if we're talking to people who are listening, you know, how do you think that, that cultivating that community can, can help take care of themselves too? Yeah, I think community is very important because it tells us how we can connect with ourselves, but also others. I think mm. in this digital world, it's really easy to feel like we're alone or we're dealing with things by ourselves. I think yeah. that's a, a trap that we can kind of get into if we go down the rabbit hole, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, community keeps us, um, just allows for us to have diversity of ideas and perspectives and connectedness. Um, So I think that as as long as you're finding a space that you can feel more connected to yourself and and you can show up authentically, it allows us to be seen and heard and also allows us to just just feel less by ourselves, um, Mm. which can help us believe in ourselves and in turn help us achieve more of the things that we want to, or um, just feel like we're part of something greater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you touched on the the emotional aspect of that, because I think people, they think of being healthy and thriving in life. And they think like physical health, like I'm technically on paper, like my lab work looks great. I'm physically Mm -hmm. fit, you know, whatever. But there's also that emotional aspect to it that I don't think people really, um, you know, really realize until they're noticing, you know, especially after this pandemic, right? Like during the pandemic, everyone was in lockdown. Like we, I barely got to see anybody other than the people that I saw at work. And I'm a very social person. Like it's really hard for me to not be around people. And so that feeling of isolation can even lead to things like depression and anxiety. If you're not actively seeking ways to involve yourself in a community and to surround yourself with people that really light you up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think even at a biological stance, having community means diverse bacteria and yeah. um, exchange <laughs> of, of those things. So it, it's important to keep that aspect of community because it helps you through um, your emotional health as well as immunity. So mm-hmm. I like to think of community as immunity because 
it's just all connected. As you mentioned, emotional and physical health are not exclusive to each other. They yeah. actually work in conjunction to help you thrive. If you, you know, again, if you're doing really well physically, but you're super stressed, you're always, you know, you're depressed and you're not um, thriving in that aspect. Are you really healthy? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Health is like a whole person picture. You know, it's not just one little aspect that makes us healthy. It's, it's the sum of all of it, you know, that brought up a question too, that I wanted to ask you with, with chiropractic, you know, everything's very physical, right? But do you also find that there, there are emotional aspects to the work that you do too? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I find that stress and different emotions can be trapped in the body. I don't think any of us are a stranger to um, either physical or mental or spiritual stress. Um, We've all dealt with some sort of stress. And oftentimes when patients come into the office, they're like, I hold my stress in my shoulders or my my low back. And I've had many instances where I've adjusted people and they'll just start crying because emotions get trapped in everywhere in the body. And I find that it, it can definitely be in different parts of the spine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't even like, I, I didn't even think about that. And, and, you know, I've heard stories too, of people going to like get massage and, and have a similar experience of like getting mm-hmm. really emotional and things like that. Because yeah, I mean, I've talked about that with a couple of other people on this podcast too, about how like, you know, emotions are stored in the body, trauma can be stored in the body. And so if if somebody has gone through anything remotely traumatic for them, you know, because trauma is also, you know, very subjective, I think some like any, all of us have experienced some type of trauma at one point. Um, and so having those tools, having those um, avenues to, to experience healing physically can also release emotionally something that we've been holding in for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you mentioned that um, in our office, we talk about this phenomenon in chiropractic, it's called retracing. So as I find that patients are going through a deeper healing process, um, they sometimes experience old symptoms, like symptoms from old accidents or injuries, or even emotional things come up for people as we're starting the the cascade of um, healing, this physical thing, I find yeah. that sometimes patients will report that they feel um, either physical or emotional aspects of something that they dealt with many, many years ago. So wow. I find that for most people, it's pretty um, subtle where they'll kind of just notice it and then it'll like go away. Yeah. Um, for some other patients, I find that it is a little bit more intense. Um, so I always told patients that pretty early on in care because I don't want them to think that yeah. um, something's going wrong. It, I always tell patients that it's actually a good sign that your body has this capacity now to to walk through these old injuries or emotional things and now it's doing so. Um, wow. And I find that it, it happens pretty often and I find, not weirdly enough, but most of the time women deal with kind of the more emotional aspects of it. Um, mm-hmm. They'll say like, Oh my God, I felt like I had this um, deep depression that I had when I was like a teenager. Um, wow. Good thing you warned me about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is so crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I And it's funny. Cause like, I never even thought about um, that concept of retracing is just so interesting because 
it is, it is weird, like what the body remembers, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and that memories are stored there. And whenever it's activated by something like chiropractor or, um, or massage, like it can, it can really bring to the surface some of the things that like, you know, maybe people didn't want to deal with at the time or just didn't have the space or the, you know, the safe space to be able to express those things. So that's really cool that the work that you do can kind of, you know, help them physically, but also on an emotional level too. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else that you are feeling like you want to share that we haven't talked about yet? I do want to talk about chiropractic and how there's many different techniques in chiropractic. Yeah. Um, so oftentimes when I think a lot of people think of chiropractic, they think of what they see on TikTok, uh, how there's <laughs> yeah. big wrenches and turns in the, the body and the spine. And I do want to just mention that there are different techniques in chiropractic. And I find that um, you just have to find the right technique that works for you, it's similar to kind of finding a massage therapist or uh, a a regular therapist. I think anybody can um, benefit from chiropractic. It's just about finding the right one. So I usually tell patients that there are a hundred different types of techniques in chiropractic, which a lot of the general public doesn't know. Um, We're all trying to achieve the same thing. We may go about it in a different way. So there, there ranges from light touch chiropractic to, you know, the more manual adjustments that you, you see online. Um, so just thinking about how um, chiropractic can help you, or if you're curious about chiropractic, I would, I would just say to venture off and to try to figure out which one um, suits your needs or what you're looking for. Because again, I often find that people are curious about chiropractic and they want to potentially um, seek chiropractic care, but they're scared of, you know, what that looks like, um, because they've only seen specific types online or yeah. um, on TV. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. Because like, you know, I, I had interviewed, um, I think a couple episodes ago, um, one of my friends who's a trauma informed massage therapist, right? And she mm-hmm. takes a super, super different approach to massage than what you normally see. Like, cause you normally see the really like, like the really deep tissue massage that is super, super intense. Um, and the way that she goes about it is like much gentler. She doesn't use oil. Like she it's, it's very much like a, um, a gentle process. And so I'm glad that you brought up that there's different types of chiropractic too, because, I think people get in this in their heads this idea of what it looks like and and that it might be a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to know, you know, for the people who are listening who think that they might need some kind of um nervous system based care like chiropractic that those options are there. You just kind of have to find what works for you and practitioners that actually practice the techniques that will work for you too. Yes, exactly. So what would be like your top three tips for women or new moms out there who are thinking that they might need some like nervous system work and want to function and feel better? Like, even if it doesn't look like going to see a chiropractor, like what would be your top Mm -hmm. three tips for them to figure out, you know, what they really need? Let's see my top tips for women and pregnant moms. I would say to first start with 
building that uh, self-care routine and seeing what that looks like for you, I find that most of us, our nervous systems are overstimulated with um, basically (laughs) technology, with noise and music. Um, So it's good to just really tap into what it is that you need for yourself, whether um, that's a massage or if you need chiropractic or if you need to just go outside and take a walk. I think that just allowing ourselves um, the permission to do that is a big um, tip that I usually give people who are stressed out and my pregnant moms. I know it's it's tough to take time for yourself in order to feel our best. But again, I think self-care is actually selfless because mm. if you're taking care of yourself, you're able to be more present with um, those that you take care of or you surround yourself um, with. So that's mm-hmm. my first tip. Um, my second tip is to surround yourself with people who see you and who hear you. Um, again, talking about how community can help you be seen and be heard and feel like you believe in yourself. And if you're surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded, it helps you just project you to a place that you want to be faster or Mm. in a more comfortable space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then my third tip is to, I think nutrition is a good thing to also tap into and just seeing how your body reacts to different types of foods and thinking about the physical stressors, um, physical and mental stressors that um, pertain to your life. Mm-hmm. Because again, tying in that emotional and physical aspect, those those two things are working together in cohesion to um, bring you out into the world. So if you want to feel your best, you'll want to think about what you're putting inside of yourself, whether it's food and nutrition and the things that you consume um, yeah. and also like stress management and seeing how that can work in cohesion um, to helping you thrive rather than seeing stress as a detrimental part of, of your health. So mm. finding ways to create things to be a motivator rather than a chronic stressor. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So self, just to recap, so we talked about self-care, we talked about building community and, you know, I got the message of like nourishing your body in in Mm -hmm. multiple different ways, not just through food and exercise and stuff, but also like what you consume, like through social media and TV and Mm -hmm. like all of that other stuff. Like there's so many different ways that you can nourish yourself. Um, and move forward in your healing journey that way. And I love those three. I love those three tips. Those are huge, huge in, in terms of like getting a holistic picture of somebody's health. Right. Okay. Final question here. Um, I like to end with this question because of course this is called the aligned and well podcast for you, Mm -hmm. Van, what does it mean to be aligned and well? Hmm. To be aligned and well means that you have radical acceptance for who you are in this very moment mm. and you're present in the now. Mm. Oh, I love that. Radical acceptance. Like, 
that term alone is just so, so powerful, especially because in today's world, I think we're in like this age of like everybody's comparing themselves to everyone else. You know, we are in a very digital time in life and um, and just having radical acceptance for like where you're presently at right now can just be such a powerful way to move forward. Um, thank you for that answer. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, if people are wanting to kind of check you out and follow your community building journey and just learn more about you, where can they find you? They can find me on basically all social media platforms. It's uh, Dr. Van Pham. Um, also, our website, uh, emeraldcityspinal.com. So that's where you can get information about me. And yeah, I would love to connect and see how um, we can make this world a better place. <laughs> Awesome. Cool. Well, all of those links will be in the show notes for those of you who want to get in touch with her. But Van, thank you so much for taking some time to interview with me on my podcast today. It was such an awesome conversation and I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on here, Sean. All right. Really awesome episode there with Van. I was so excited to have her on as a guest. And we talked about a lot of different topics today in this interview. So I really hope that some of it resonated with y'all. Um, if you want to connect with her, I have put all of her info in the show notes. Um, go check her out. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate all of you being here every week to hang out with me. For any nurse coaches listening to this, I would love to invite you to my Nurse Coach Tech Mastery membership that is opening on January 9th. The wait list is currently available right now. So that link is in the show notes too if you want to jump on that uh, for more info. And make sure to give me your feedback on these episodes. If you're listening to this, you know, on a platform where you can leave a review, I love reading the reviews. I'd greatly appreciate it if, if you shared what really resonates with you from this podcast and, and what topics you guys want to hear about later on. As always, I'm here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye.